Hey, yo, ma, how you doing? It's your son now. I picked up the mic and put the drugs down. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to do some things that'll make you proud. Instead of every time I call you, was to bail me out. Oh, why did not listen to things you never tell me? They never fail me. <laughs> I ain't paying attention. I'm just trying to get mine. And I will always be there to give you whatever you want. You got man enough in me. Uh, uh. They don't know about that Nelly sweetheart. Nah. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know. Breakfast groove. Get in the mood. It's all right. All right. Oh. I miss those notes. Anyway, let's start the show, sweetheart. I think we getting drop frames over there. It says zero though. Or is the, the CPU too high? Oh no. Maybe. Anyway, good morning, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Who Wake and Bake Will You Be Mo Yeah. Am I glitchy on the Instagram? I don't know. No. I'm not, I'm good. Yeah. It's just on the computer. Yeah. Maybe um uh, I don't know. I changed the setting last night, and I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous, but we're going to find out what happens today. Anyway, welcome back to another episode of Wake Up Back with BMO. This is your opportunity to invest in the new ways of black culture, see what the new blueprints are, see what the fuck going on, see what the fuck not going on. I don't even know if I have a standard intro for the show, but think about this like Howard Stern meets Tom Joyner with a freshly rolled blunt. I am BMO, your culture analyst and host. Make sure you're saying good morning to the lens of my, the lens flare to my J.J. Abram film, The Lady of the House. Good morning, Lady of the House. How wow. you feeling? <laughs> I'm cool. I dare you to find a J.J. Abrams movie without a lens flare. I, lens flare. I dare you to find mm. one. Just like you won't find this show without The Lady of the House. Good morning. What's up? How you feel? Good morning, sweetheart. You all right? Yeah, I'm okay. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. We got some great things we want to talk about this morning, but of course we want to shout out the Washington Informer Bridge for being a supporter of the show. Make sure y'all go to wibridgedc.com to read the news on the Washington Informer Bridge or go to wibridgedc on all social media platforms so you can get that update. I know that here pretty soon we'll be uh, publishing excerpts of the new blueprints in the bridge and hopefully into the Informer. There is an awesome article that is written by Sam Collins of the Washington Informer on the lady in the house and I season four of Wake and Bake with BMO Wake and Bake with BMO make sure y'all go check that out as soon as you can uh, and if you want to be more invested in the show if you want to put a little something something on the rent if you want to you know read the things that we're actually talking about very bombastically and sometimes with slipped facts not miss facts but slip facts make sure you go to bmobrown.substack.com to subscribe to the new blueprint newsletter lady of the house Mm -hmm. We got some interesting things we want to talk about this morning. We have a oh. we have an email. I think we might want to. We'll see. We have an email um, about allyship, and I feel like it's very interesting. If you were listening to the show a couple of um, a couple of weeks ago, the lady announced and I described our time at a get out neighborhood, and you know we got an email from that situation. We're gonna talk about that this morning. I also want to talk about. Um, a theory of mine, a blueprint of mine is called the Talented 90. I don't know if I've entered. Have I told the people about the Talented 90 yet? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I want to introduce a thought concept that I have called the Talented 90 that is a response, hopefully a new blueprint away from Talented 10th and Black Excellence. And then, of course, as it's been 
running around on social media going crazy, sweetheart. I think we got to talk about, once again, we talked about this in season two, maybe season three, when Monique made the comments. But today, we're going to do another special response to the bonnets in public conversation. And the reason why is because I really feel like this bonnets in public conversation, although it seems silly, and it seems silly because we live in an Afro-pessimistic world in which the, 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 the assets of cultural and black identity are often dismissed as um, stupid <laughs> or lazy or irrelevant or not part of a critical conversation. But yet, niggas love to talk about bonnets and relationships. So we're gonna talk about that today. Matter of fact, let's start. Let's start with the bonnet conversation. That sound good? Yeah, that's cool. We got any comments? The people saying good morning. Are the people saying good morning to the lady of the house? We got a good morning from Marissa. Good morning, lady of the house from Bimo. She put a little house. Hey, so you can see it. Yeah. Oh, nice. And then Natalie said good morning, saints and ain'ts. It's a lot of ain'ts up here. <laughs> it's a whole lot of ain'ts. We get, who? Anybody on the gram? Uh, you say good morning to. We got Liddy thirty five and Drew eighty eight and Truck. Truck, Drew. Good, Good morning. You said Liddy. Liddy thirty-five. Yeah. Okay, Liddy thirty-five. Hey. Let's get it popping. All right. Make sure you tell a friend and tell a friend. Let's let's start the show. As a matter of fact, as we're starting the show, I'm going to jump the gun and start rolling our blunt now, cause I feel like it. <laughs> Sweetheart, let's do this. Um, let's do this. Let's play the Bonnison public video. Okay. And then we'll come back with more comments. It's a young lady who had a TikTok based on a young lady whose dental office has been review bombed by black public. Excuse me. Let's see what they got to say. So a black owned dental office had a sign posted that said no house shoes, no pajamas, no bonnets. Right. And social media was so up in arms that they tried to destroy this woman's business by leaving her bad reviews, saying that the sign was anti-black. I just want to know why everything negative and uncouth has to be labeled black culture. I also want to know why advocating for us to go in public looking like we care about ourselves and how we look is deemed as respectability politics. We should not be condoning and advocating for clear signs of depression because the only times I've ever been raggedy in public is when something was off with me mentally. Rolling out of bed in the morning and going in public with a bonnet and pajamas on and house shoes is unacceptable, uncouth behavior, no matter what race of people does it. And going out in public looking well put together like I care about myself doesn't mean that I'm trying to be like white people or I'm trying to get white people to respect me. Maybe it's because I respect me. Let's make having self-respect a part of black culture. Now, sweetheart, I have made it a policy on this on this on this show that I will not speak negatively about black women. So in doing so, I would love to answer her questions though. <laughs> I would love to have answer her questions. I wrote down, I think six points that I want to get to. Um, sweetheart, have you ever heard of time poverty? No, but as you're saying that, I, I can kind of glean what you're referring to. There is a, when it comes to impoverished people, it is more than money. You know how they say like being poor is expensive? Yeah. Well, one of those, one of the more expensive things of being poor is time. Mm -hmm. um, I'll give you an example. I work for an organization right now. They have a staff meeting next weekend, right? I'm working contracting, of course. I know I don't got no job. Uh, contracting with the organization. They have a staff meeting next Wednesday. Uh, and the staff meeting, I think, starts at 8 o'clock. And in the invitation are like parking instructions. Okay. But there are no Metro instructions. Hmm. There is no statement that says, Hey, there's actually a Metro around the corner. All you gotta do is take a left on Jefferson street and you can get over here. Yeah. Why'd I say that? I'm saying that to say that like, if I were to drive to this place that I'm newly contracting at, it would take me, I think like literally 22 minutes to drive over there. Yeah. But on the train it takes me an hour and 15. That is one hour less that I have that someone has with a car. Mm -hmm. Someone who has the privilege to have a car, the finances to have a car, and I know you can get a car for $12 or whatever, whatever. Uh, but time poverty is a thing, meaning to say that people with less resources actually have less time, uh, less free time. The old adage of, you know, Victor worked two jobs to provide for his flock. You know that. Mm 
Mm-hmm. You think you got time when you got two jobs? Right. Why is that important in this bonding conversation? Sweetheart, if you, let's say you straighten your hair on Wednesday and you had somewhere to go on Sunday and you don't have time to do your hair again, what are you going to do to protect your hair from Wednesday to Sunday? Anything you can, right? <laughs> yeah. Because the because if I mess it up on Thursday, I'm just going to have messed up hair on Sunday. I don't have time mm-hmm. to do my hair again. So as this black woman sits inside of her luxury car with peanut butter seats, freshly braided hair, and some baby hairs, talking about... Why is it part of black culture? Why is everything part of black? Why is uncouth and negativity part of black culture? I think this young lady just needs to check her privilege. Mm-hmm. Baby girl, maybe you got time right. to go get new braids. Maybe you got the resources to get them freshened up. Mm-hmm. The uh, uh, I remember when I read, this might not be true anymore, but I remember in 2016 when they said that the average black woman's net uh, worth was $10. $10. How much does a fresh pair of braids cost? Is it $10? I don't think so. No. How much does a bonnet cost? Exactly. Mm. Less than $10. And you probably don't have it forever. Second thing, who told this lady that public appearance is directly connected to self-respect? Who informed this young person that self-respect was not part of black culture. Mm-hmm. Want to get to respectability politics. She says, why Why does it mean when I go outside looking put together, is this part of respectability politics? Well, the answer there is simply, there is a concept within blackness that if we look a certain way, if we behave a certain way, we should be protected from certain social demerits. And that those social, the protection for those social demerits will lead to the protection of the black body. And what we have found out is niggas have gotten shot by the police in bonnets and with their natural hair out. So it really don't matter what you're wearing mm-hmm. or, or, or how the public, it doesn't matter what you're wearing uh, or what you're saying or what you're doing, how the public perceives you as black and putting you in that social cast of blackness is the result regardless of your wear. Right. And then I would lastly like to say, uh, oh, two things. One more thing I have to say. Uh, um, uh, 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 here's the question of all questions, though, sweetheart. If we know that time poverty is a thing, if I know I can't get my hair redone, if I know that I'm wearing a bonnet to be protective of the hair that I have. Do I have my hair out? I do. If I know if I'm wearing a bonnet to be protective of the hair I have now, uh, if I know that I am preparing for something else, why does this dentist and this young lady in this peanut butter inside car feel like they should be the recipients of my hair? <laughs> Why do you deserve my hair? Mm-hmm. Lady House, you brought up a good point specifically about the dentist part. Uh, say it again. Um, personally, from looking at this situation, a lot of people were saying that they wear bonnets at the dentist because there's spit, uh, a lot of other bodily fluids, um, germs flying around everywhere. They're protecting their hair from anything that, <laughs> that could end up in it. Um, I told this story before, but when I was working at After School All-Stars, I was trying to incubate a community organization. Uh, I wear their shirt from time to time. I won't say their name in this, in this moment right here. But I will never forget there was a day that these two women uh, who were running this community organization, they were being honored by Howard University later in the evening. But earlier that afternoon, maybe like 10 o'clock that morning, they had a meeting with After School All-Stars, their incubator, Mm -hmm. about the future of the contract. Uh, These two young ladies walked into that negotiating meeting with bonnets, uh, uh, sleepwear, and house shoes. Mm Mm-hmm. And immediately after the meeting, I pulled aside 
the coordinator from the school and the person I had contact with, the more comfortable person I had contact with from the community organization, and basically asked them, why did y'all show up this way? Yeah. And they told me, well, we have something bigger going on later and we won't have time mm -hmm. to adjust, et cetera, et cetera. And in the time, I was so offended. I was like, why would y'all come to this situation where we trying to get you money and you come to this situation like you're still preparing for something else? Mm -hmm. And in the moment, I was so hurt. But when I think about it right now, I had to humble myself. Why did I deserve their best in the moment? Right. Why did I deserve their hair at that moment? I thought that by incubating them, by provided, providing them capital, I was the head cheese. I was the person that you're preparing for. I'm the world that you have protected your hair for. But in actuality, what they protected their hair for was things of their old agency, things of the... Th things that they have created themselves. It wasn't the organization, the white organization that was propping them up to look good in black communities. Mm -hmm. It was the work they were doing themselves. So I asked this dentist, I asked this person who was on this TikTok, what makes you think you deserve to see the hair of black women? <laughs> uh, uh, the lady in the house and I, we, we build these imaginary situations. In the radical black future, when we're in the, the offices of BMO, uh, there'll be a, a few things and one of the rules that we have decided later house definitely uh, fact check me if I'm wrong One of the rules that we have decided in the radical future BMO office is that uh, you can wear bonnets until 11 o'clock That from 11 to 5 at this organization This is the thing that you've been protecting your hair for this is the thing that you have been ready for and if at 1030 you feel like you don't have the hair that you need, you can go home. Mm. Not go home like you're in trouble, but you can go home. You can go back to preparing and protecting your hair. You can go back to the thing that is that is that is uh, generating self-worth within you. You don't gotta be here to do that. Mm -hmm. You can go home. But the bonus and the bonus of public conversation, although it is old, the bonus of public conversation to me is a direct challenge of respectability politics. And I know this young lady doesn't understand why that's the case. And I hope that she gets the understanding to find out why that's the case. Um, but you can tell, you can test the respectability politics and the, the discomfort of a new blueprint post bonus in public by our generation, by our generation, I mean, we're 34 now. I mean, shit, man, we're getting a little old. Our generation's hesitation to just grasp onto this new idea. I've heard people say, I've seen people in the comments be like, oh, I love the idea, but you won't catch me outside with my bonnet on. Why? <laughs> it's just conditioning. That's all it is. You've been conditioned to the old blueprint. At one point, you needed to present yourself perfectly so that you could have the optimal chance to be respected by the public. I'm not even gonna say white people, by the public, but that's not the case anymore. No. That's not the case anymore. Women literally got their ass out on Instagram. Like what the fuck does a bonnet got to do with anything? Yeah. What? You know what, sweetheart? That's all I got to say about that. We got any comments? Yeah, uh, Drew says you deserve the best because your name is on the line. In business, your name is everything and when people aren't matching your energy, it can hurt you. Presentation matters. Bonnets are okay around the house and with your people, but when it's time to enter the professional battlefield, you got to show up like you mean business. I don't know, Drew. <laughs> show up like you mean business? Who created the aesthetics of show up like you mean business? Also, because did Aunt Jemima show up like she meant business? Right. What you about to say, Swell? Uh, I was talking about this earlier, but what, what's the difference between a bonnet and a head wrap? Like, why is one acceptable in public, but the other one isn't? You know, a silly nigga would say the shape. <laughs> They're doing the same thing. They're doing the same thing. Just say you don't want to be Afrocentric and get out of the way. Right. <laughs> Just say you want to be Afrocentric and get out of the way. Get on my damn nerves. You know the comments? Uh, Camille says, do we? Do we what? Something we were just talking about. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Definitely follow up on that. And good morning, Camille. How you feeling? Good morning. Uh, Drew also says, if I walked up on stage for the debate team in my pajamas versus the other team in suits, I get looked at crazy. 
That is fair. Now, see, that's the thing, though, Drew. <laughs> that's the thing, though. I, I agree with you there. But that's the thing that we've been preparing for. True. Right. We have been protecting our hair for that moment. We have been preparing ourselves for that moment. Now, if you in that moment and you disagree that this is the moment that we've been preparing for, maybe we should have a disagreement in, in, in private. But, but play the old London Brown point. But here's the larger point. I forgot to do this. Here's the larger point, though. Transgender is not a problem. They're people too. It's the abuse of. They're, abuse pe of they're, they're people too. We right. are human. We are all the same race. What makes them more different? It should be a huge epidemic of people fighting for the human fucking race. What about I'm not gonna feed you because you're transgender? I'm not gonna party with you because you TS. I'm not gonna drink. I, I'm not gonna drink out the same cup. That's weird to me. You know, that's weird to me. It's people in my family that. Now, he's talking about transgender people. I want you to think about that as people in bonnets, though. Mm -hmm. What, I'm not going to feed you? Right. Because you in a bonnet? What, I'm not going to respect you? Because you wear a bonnet outside? That's weird. That's weird to me. Regardless of the circumstance, regardless of your privilege, regardless of the perceived situation, what, I'm not going to respect you because you got a bonnet on? Right. You not my family because you protecting your hair outside? I don't love you because you got on pajama pants? That's as silly as the pathway to progress is a B plus. That's stupid. <laughs> we got some more comments. Mm -hmm. Micah says, Grand Rising, that argument is sound and solid, but I think it may be based on an ideal view of people's reasons. An ideal view of people's reasons. An ideal view of people's reasons. I feel like that could be the subtitle of this show. What do you mean? Okay. That's what we're doing. We, we're giving the ideal reasons for people's decisions. He said, as in, if that argument is founded on them wearing it for the reasons you presented, isn't it undercut by people actually doing it because of laziness or minimal effort towards presentation or preparation? No. No, this ain't math class. Like if you stumble upon the right answer, but you did the wrong work, it don't really matter. And at the same time, I don't think a lot of people have the capacity to connect what they would do naturally back to their culture. Mm. I think people just, and what you would call lazy, maybe just be default. You may not know any better. Right, it just might come natural to you to protect your hair in situations that it needs to be protected. Mm -hmm. Now, if I didn't feel like doing my hair, I feel like there are plenty of black girls' styles that I like. I didn't feel like doing my hair. Mm -hmm. I put on this little dumbass ponytail. There's a whole subset of natural girls called lazy natural, you know. What's up? The camera just quit. What? All right, we'll be, hold on, hold on, y'all. Y'all see my face. As a matter of fact, sweetheart, while the camera is quit, let's go to break. Throw it to the uh, the anti-social social club. Okay. We want to appreciate Nomad the Creative. We're going to work on our camera situation in a moment. We'll be right back with more. Wake and ache with B. Mo, yeah. Hello? Yo, what's going on with you, brother? I got a party tonight for us to go to. Come ride with me. Yeah. No, I'm gonna just kick it in the crib tonight. Nigga, you always do this shit, yo. Come ride with me to this party. You always ask the same question, but the answer don't change, so I'm gonna just catch you next time. We, we good, bro. Check it. Either you come with me to this party, I'm gonna bring the party to you. Good luck, nigga. My door is locked. Oh, this motherfucker done hung up on me. Three hours later. Yo! Nigga, I know you hear me.
I'ma join the anti-social social club. Hit my phone, you know what's up. Drink it late and everybody know the shit. I be out the mix with the shits. I don't need that. Hit me with the split for the lick and the recap. I'ma join the anti-social social club. Hit my phone, you know what's up. Drink it late and everybody know the shit. I be out the mix with the shits. I don't need that. Hit me with the split, the lick, the recap. I don't know, dog. Sometimes I'm a menace. Call me old dog. Mama ain't raised no show off. But I got the scale, might as well get the flow off. Stun a little bit, brush them all off. They don't really love me, they just like the idea. That's a oh nah. Certain social circles seem so false. I go off. Frenemies sucking your energy. Enemies trying to get rid of me. People prefer the proximity. I get it, but won't let them limit me. Feel free to keep it private. Nosy niggas wildin'. Riding through the city like Batman and D&D. My Robin, quiet. Phone always on, but the ring will be on silent. I've been trying to stay about the way. I trade my locks for waves. This the kind of vibe you couldn't confiscate. Straight from the source, never concentrate. Take care of my chickens, can't nobody take them off my plate. I should infiltrate the anti-social social club. Hit my phone, you know what's up. Tricky letting everybody know the shit. I be out the mix with the shits. I don't need that. Hit me with the split for the lick. Recap. I'ma join the anti-social social club. Hit my phone, you know what's up. Tricky letting everybody know the shit. I be out the mix with the shits. I don't need that. Hit me with the split, the lick, the recap. Um, nah, I'm hitting. Y'all be too hot, I be chilling. You be here here for brunch. Right dinner, they call you a villain. These niggas fickle pickles, and they be biting like tender vittles. Might be exciting up in the middle with my niggas when liquor get in the system. But I'm Dutch at your function, I had to split it. Get in this feeling like shit is different, like my routine. I do not act like don't do scenes. I'm on a roll like a loose leaf. Single me out like a Lucy. I throw up the dudes profusely. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, we're back with more. Way can make we be more? Yeah. Uh, we want to thank Nomad the Creative or Nomad the Native uh, for for the Antisocial Social Club. We are definitely going to, not definitely, like we're ready to replace it, but we're going to replace that video coming up in the next couple of weeks. So make sure y'all check out that. We might have a world premiere coming soon. World premiere, premiere. I know we had some more comments before we left. To the people who are just joining us right now, we're having a conversation about bonnets in public. Uh, it is the opinion of this morning show that the old blueprint is that we avoid bonnets in public because that is a branch in thinking of respectability politics. It is the thought process that in order for us to be respected, in order for us to be human in a sense, that we must present ourselves as human or civilized, which is really just assimilated American culture, uh, in order to, to gain that that part of our characteristic that we know that is not true. We are already human. There are no beasts here. Um, how we present ourselves and how we identify ourselves within blackness, especially in, in comparison to like time poverty and the things that we need to protect our hair because you know, it's a little different. Um, that's what we were talking about. We were talking about. So it's, it's of this opinion that if you wear your bonnet in public, you're a revolutionary. Now the last question that we got before we had our uh, comparial problems Camellial. Camellial. Oh, Camellial. Camellial. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Not camera problems, Camellial. No, it's not a word. But who cares? Uh, the last comment that we had was, does it matter if the people who are participating in this revolutionary tactic are doing it out of laziness rather than the intentional reasons that I'm giving right now? No, it doesn't matter. What does matter though is that you share this clip with those people so they can be informed and they'll be empowered as revolutionaries. Right now they're just informal revolutionaries. And you know what's funny? We're gonna talk about that here in a second. We're gonna talk about my theory about the talented 90th, how most of black Americans are already prepared for liberation steps, they just don't know. We got any more comments, sweetheart? Drew said, years ago, Rihanna showed up for an award with her hair wrap specifically to show the award wasn't worth preparing for. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly.
exactly. So like if black women are showing up to your dentist's office uh, and they're saying to you, this is not something I need to prepare for. Why are you offended? Nigga, you a dentist. <laughs> you were cleaning my teeth. You're like... cleaning my, you are doing maintenance. Right. The fuck? That's I don't. part of the preparation for the thing. Right. You're helping me prepare. <laughs> I got to have my fresh waves out for that. Right. Shut the fuck up, Get man. Get oil on your come, hair. Come on. <laughs> Humble yourself. Monique said you should wear them in the airport. But the airport is not the destination. You know how dirty <laughs> airplanes are? Ugh. I'm going somewhere. I'm going to the beach. I'm not going to the airport, bro. I don't give a fuck about no airport. <laughs> Care about these people. <laughs> We have some comments, sweetheart. That just made me mad, actually, now that I think about it. Now that I think about it. Bro, you are doing maintenance. I hired you to mop my teeth. <laughs> and you got an attitude that I don't want you to get me dirty? Nigga, you got an apron on. <laughs> what are we What are we talking about here? Boy, man, man, listen, man. you know man. what? Don't they wear the, the, little, the little caps of that? You got on a mask. Right. You know what I'm saying? You protecting your hair. You protecting yourself. <laughs> But, but that's, are you self-disrespecting your... Shut up. This pissed me off. I'm done with it now. <laughs> I'm done with it now. It just made me mad. Yash said, morning, Bimo. Morning, Imani. Hey, what's up, Yash? Good morning, hey, Good morning. And then Drew said, for me growing up, my mom taught me and my sisters pajamas and bonnets were so much about respectability politics, but more so a statement of how you were raised and representing your family. You know that's respectability politics, right? Yeah. That what you wear is a direct representation of how you should be respected. <laughs> it shouldn't, it shouldn't. There are no qualifications to you being respected. Camille says the dentist is doing a whole procedure. They should be giving people bonnets in the first place. Later the house also said, we have always said in the radical future, if you are outside without a bonnet, people are gonna question your mental health. Bro, what are you doing? It's a wildfire smoke happening outside right now. Right. You should not have your hair out with this shit. Right. But yet, uh, society says, oh, go be naked face. Get the fuck out of my face, man. Come on, man. Get out of my face, bro. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. What's the next topic? I'm done. Uh, <laughs> I ain't talking about this body shit no more. That's stupid. <laughs> Matter of fact, let's break up the monotony, sweetheart. You know what? Because I really want to get to this. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago, we went to a memorial that was in a um, gated community, one of the gated communities where you got to have a code with the security guard that lifts up the gate and then you got to drive three miles into the situation. I was just going to say, this is more than a gated community. Oh, what, what you got? What else is it? Well, it is more than a gated yeah, community. Yeah, as you said, you had to drive three miles to get to anywhere. <laughs> you got to drive three miles inside of the gate to get to a place. It's one of those places, like if you remember Salucha Shorts or... Uh, any, or uh, any of those uh, movies about like summer camp where they have like the names etched into the into the wood on the side of the mm -hmm. building for who won the the relay race in 1953. Yeah. This is one of those places. It's one of those private communities where like you know there are mansions that are miles apart, but they all live in this central community to be away from mm -hmm. society. Right. And what's funny? What mall was over there? It, I think it was a Westfield mall, but yeah, it was a mall over there. I, I did see black people like. Right down the street. Yeah, and I and I'm <laughs> quite sure the black people who live outside of that black outside of that gated community probably don't even know it's over there. Right, because it's not even on the map. It's just land and water. Right. They, they even had a general store. They had a they had their own general store. They had their own store. Right. Meanwhile, we can't get a third store in Southeast. That's a whole Man. quadrant of the of the fucking city. Jesus. That's, <laughs> That's a really good point. Anyway. Uh, so the lady of the house and I went. We were the only black people there. What happened? We got another camera problem? Yeah. They can still hear me though. Huh? They can still hear me though? Yeah. What's going on with the... Keep talking. Okay. The people can hear me. I hope I'm still making this still the same dumbass face as y'all can see. Um, they had their own general store. So we went to this memorial in which we were two of the four black people there and uh, it was for Imani's job. And so the, uh, hmm. 
Maybe switch to a different scene and come back. It's not even on there. Go to audio input capture. Double click that joint. Sorry, y'all. We're doing live right production. Yep. Um, not audio. Sorry. Cancel. Sorry. Sorry. Siphon. You want to go to Cypher. Is it on there? Siphon client. Yep. Um, no. Go to source. Up top. Where? Where it says source. It says camera. Live Canon EOS oh, okay. M50. Um, click the other one. Or is it gray? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, boy. Well, that's not the problem now. Okay. Now the problem is the people can't see. Uh, am I frozen on Instagram too? Yeah. Damn, this is not good actually. Because I got to make clips. Hmm. hmm. You think if I just like. Yeah, turn, turn hit the I button. Not on uh, Siphon, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, now, okay, let's do this. Quick camera live again. Do oh, a little circle. Here. Yep. If you can hear us, we are definitely live producing right now. It's not showing up. Just stop responding there. Quit it. Yep. Give it a second. Okay. Okay. Good job, Sweetheart. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <sighs> what time is it? That made me want to brainstorm. But there's nothing I can do about it now because we own the show, like yeah. right now. Right. What to do? Do we stop the show and tinker or do we keep going? I say we keep going. We keep going? Yeah. Well, if it's if the camera shuts down again, just quit camera live and then come back. Okay. All right? I'm going to try to start the story over again. Have yeah. we lost all the people? No. Do the people mind if we make mistakes in real time? We all say we hear you. You know, that's my favorite part of the show, actually. What? When we make mistakes? When we make mistakes in real time, it's my favorite part of the show. When we are talking, especially when it's it it like, ideological when we're yeah. talking about something and then we're like wait hold on that doesn't make sense that don't make no yeah. sense <laughs> uh okay the people don't mind you know what i'm saying we are live this ain't cbs you know what i mean okay <laughs> okay they got, delay. they got a seven second delay okay this ain't cbs you know how many people would be in this room if this is cbs nine yeah right there'd be a light guy there'd be two camera guys there'd be a source dude there'd be somebody checking Facts to be a producer mm -hmm. in my ear right now being like, yeah, it'd be mm -hmm. crazy right now. A teleprompter guy. Teleprompter dude. Yeah. We don't got no script though. Y'all want to see the script for the day? Natalie said keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, Lady in the House and I, we went to a private community. Private white community. They got their own general store three miles away from the gate. Mansions miles away from each other. They have memorial services uh, for members who lived there six months after they died. They have uh, uh, they have reunions for summer camps. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Reunions for summer camps. Did it? Hold on, sweetheart. Did you did you go to any consistent summer camp in your youth? No. Why? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't think I went to a consistent summer camp, like one where I could like go back and be like, oh, I remember you. Nah. Yeah. Hell nah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we went there and we were all, two of the only four black people there and we were there out of a professional responsibility. And so... You know, um, I hate to put you know lady house business out there, but she worked for a majority white company. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of it's a lot of a lot of clears <laughs> in the place. And um, after going, so we went, and you know, I have to introduce myself, which is always 
fun, uh, <laughs> introduce myself and tell white people what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and which I'm always very clear to say, oh, I study and report on blackness. Mm-hmm. And, and then the look them in their face and just see what they say. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's what I do. And so we had a response into which this, you know, this person was like, wow, mm. you know how, you know how some, some allies try to be. And so this person sent an email and I would love for the lady of the house to read that email. And I want to hear from the wake and bake will be more nice. Do you need, hold on. Do we need the special uh, lady of the house camera, camera, uh, oh. camera view? Do the people, do the people want to see the lady of the house? Come on, come no, on. I read it. No, I read it. <laughs> come on, sweetheart. <laughs> All right, let's re- read the letter for us, sweetheart. Hi, Imani. It was so nice to meet you and Bryant at so-and-so's memorial. Mm-hmm. I wished we could have visited longer, but since... Okay, skip all that. Um, I hope you got an Uber out of there. It's an easy enough address, but the gate thing was a bit weird. <laughs> yes, it was very remote. <laughs> couldn't get it. Couldn't get it. Couldn't get an Uber. At one point, it said no cars available, which I've never seen. But anyway... Um, and I've only used Uber once, so I was a chicken shit. I would really like to know more about Brian's black culture film. I am so trying to educate myself on things I never knew. We had a speaker from the 1619 Project speak to our group in National Agri-Marketing Association. She had been at Cargill and then at 1619, and she talked to us of how the black farmers were discriminated against by laws white men created to keep black farmers from land ownership. I never knew. And then with all the critical race theory talk in Florida, I had to figure out what that really meant seemed like everyone was opposed to it, yet no one was defining it. And during a trip to St. Augustine, the oldest city in the U.S., I took pictures of the history photos that proved this country was actually founded full well, knowing that the North had to keep slavery intact or the South would not have joined the efforts to leave the mother country. Um, I, have, I am a journalist by education and have natural curiosity by DNA. I believe everyone has a story, and unless you know a person's story, you can't truly understand what motivates them or why they act the way they do. I moved to Florida from Minnesota. I was in that tundra for 35 years. I watched horrified at the murder of George Floyd. I cried as the cities burned during the upheaval, but understood the frustrations. I cheered when Derek Chauvin was found guilty, and I lost friends because of it. Half my family is racist, and the other half is just ignorant. But I believe those that are ignorant need to be informed. But making that happen is not easy because they live in their white suburban homes or in farming communities full of a lot of rednecks. Drives me nuts. Except my 92-year-old mom. She's cool. So I'd love to see his documentary. Maybe I can learn more, and maybe I can learn how to better influence my peers without getting so frustrated that I tell them to pound sand. Anyway, like I said, like I said, I would have loved to talk more. Dot dot dot. <laughs> so this email came to you. Yeah. This is an email addressed to you. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I really want the people to see you right now. <laughs> I really want the people to look you in the face right now. <laughs> but what are your thoughts, sweetheart? My first thought was, why did she send me this? Because I not work with her, but, you know. Y'all work together. Yeah. Right. Right. I, <laughs> I don't, that, that did not make me feel like she was an ally. What did it make you feel like? Like she was excited to say she actually knew a black person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. There's something I heard. There's something I heard in her email just now. This is the thing, the third time I've heard you read it. Okay. There's something I heard in the email just now that I also didn't like the two things actually and they're both revolving around the 1619 project which is interesting in this moment okay so like i think she expected you to introduce her to another traumatic moment in black history or worse because i told her i did a documentary about blackness Mm -hmm. she assumed that my story about blackness would be one of oppression and marginalization a result of whiteness right. when in actuality the thing that I'm nominated for an Emmy for hey. is actually just an exploration of HBCUs exactly like I went to if I'm not mistaken I went to this 
particular special is about me going to Bowie State's campus on freshman move-in day. Right. And we didn't talk about slavery. We didn't talk about <laughs> oppression. We didn't talk about school-to-prison pipeline. Right. We didn't talk about uh, fucking sharecropping. We right. didn't talk about the North Star. Frederick Douglass was not there. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. We didn't. Martin Delaney wasn't there. <laughs> I mean, they were there, but they weren't there. Um, and so... I think she was expecting you to educate her on another moment of blackness and that her definition of blackness was only one rooted in some type of traumatic response towards whiteness or towards the social caste. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. The other, other thing is like, Hmm. Hmm. In this moment, I'm, I'm conflicted because right now I'm in my hands is the 1619 project. Okay. Of course the book, I think it's signed by Nicole Hannah Jones. It's not, um, <laughs> in my hand, the 1619 project feels like a power source, mm -hmm. but to this want to be ally handing this 1619 project to her feels like equipping her with a weapon. Right. To which the question that was brewing in my head right now, like, is this a good thing? Yeah, right? Right. Right, just because we harnessed the power of the sun and white people made weapons don't mean that the power is innately dangerous. Right. Hmm. Hmm. I'm, later today, I'm going to publish the new blueprint on how the future is dead. And... One of the points that I make in there is that it's the future was dead because the future actually started in 1851, lived, and now we actually are in need of a new life because the corpse of the Afro future has been co-opted by commercial entities. But that doesn't mean that Afrofuturism itself is bad. It just means we have to be careful about how Bounty is going to use Afrofuturism to sell paper towels. You know, I must have a real beef against paper towels. <laughs> <laughs> I think paper is paper, paper towel and toilet paper might be the worst commercial products. <laughs> and I'm including slavery. Damn. You know what's wild? What's up? They both made out of cotton. It's, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let me write that down. The cotton theory. <laughs> Is it my ancestors who are like, you don't like paper towel and toilet paper? Right. Why? Because they throwing away our work, nigga. That's why. <laughs> wow. 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 Hold on. I'm really writing that down. <laughs> Okay, so you're saying in the radical back future, we don't have paper towels and toilet paper. That's what you're saying. We ain't throwing away no cotton. <laughs> no, throwing ain't throwing away, away no cotton. And all the fashion is made to order. All right, we ain't doing no fast fashion. We're not. We're not making forty shorts. Forty shorts. For, damn it, we're not making forty shirts and selling five and then throwing away thirty five. We right. ain't doing that. Nah. We ain't doing that. Put up the link. <laughs> <laughs> Put up the link. How many people bought it? Five. Okay, we're making you five shirts. The rest of y'all gotta wait till the next. To the next, right? <laughs> to the next design or whatever, nigga. Ain't doing this with y'all. Is that what? What's up? Go ahead. Are we favorite... stumbling on something? No, I was gonna say, is that what one of your favorite brands does? I don't. I don't know if I should call them out. What? Who? Uh... I, you know, I can't read lips, <laughs> which is worse. <laughs> Hold on, mute the mic. Then say it. 
Are they, do you think they're doing fast fashion? No, no, the opposite. Like, you think they're doing Maydor? Yeah. So they did, so we'll say, okay, it's positive. So we just said the fruit market. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that. Yeah. So the fruit market did just drop these limited edition, like, uh, I think they're like African fabric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, kimonos, yeah. but there's only like 35 of them, and they will sell them at a certain situation. And I think they did that same thing with the um, the trench. I got the the oh, the yeah. olive joint. I got mm-hmm. to. I think so. So to, to a certain degree, I think sustainability is a futuristic thought in that gr- degree. But at the same time, like I look at Air Key, the dude who makes the the knockoff looking Jordans. Yeah. Like he make a whole bunch of shoes, yeah. but he also sell them motherfuckers. So it's just like you could do both. <laughs> I don't think there's a big warehouse of these shoes that he has. I think he actually like sells the majority of them. Wow. Yeah, we're not throwing away no cotton. Mm-mm. We're not throwing away no cotton, baby. <laughs> we got any comments? Did I ask do we actually address that letter? What are we supposed to do with this letter? Oh I responded, but what'd you respond with? Oh, okay, let's see. Or do you want to share your response? You don't got to. You don't got to put your business in the street. It was, it was, I mean, I think so. Where is it? Hold up. Damn. That making it so difficult. Okay. I can't believe the camera just cut off. Why? <laughs> Why? Maybe the CPU usage is too high. Oh, yeah. You said you changed some settings. And you know what's crazy? We are lagging like a motherfucker right now. We are at 18 frames per second. Yeah, we lagging on Instagram, too. Okay. Um, What's up with that? I basically said, yes, there's so much history in this country that hasn't been talked about but is now coming to light. It's hard to confront some of these ugly truths, but I think it's necessary to acknowledge the past in order to begin the process of healing so we can move forward. It will take some work because there are a lot of ignorant and racist people, but as you said, ignorant people just need to be informed. You only know what you've experienced. And then I said I would share. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, for sure. And then I said, oh, I'm glad you want to know more and want to better influence your peers since they're more likely to listen to your perspective. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Solid response. Okay. True. <laughs> I had to think about it, though. It's like, I'm like, what else? What am I supposed to do? Like, right. oh, yeah. Did you know they uh, they drowned towns? Uh, <laughs> did you want to know about Black you Wall Street? What? <laughs> like, like, what? We got any comments, sweetheart? Yeah. Um... What we got? Matter of fact, before we get to the comments, I want to try something. Okay. Can you close in design? Okay. Just just close yep. it. Yep. Just hit this. Hit the close joint. Oh. Yep. What about quick time? Uh yeah, close that motherfucker too. Sheesh, sweet at. What's up? All those were open? Yeah, I do a lot of editing and shit. You can uh Okay, I think we back we back we back good now. We good? Okay, yeah. I don't know if the, the camera cut off though. Yeah, uh camera live cut off again. I think it's the CPU usage that we that's that's fucking around. Okay. And the reason why I changed it just so I could be transparent with the people, I haven't been satisfied with the the file that's saved after we finished the show. Yeah. It's still not the quality that I want it to be, so I increased the memory usage of recording while we're doing lives, but I didn't shut off probably some of these auxiliary programs that are slowing us down. Okay. You know, equipment text messages. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you, you think we good? I mean, you're still frozen, but. Yeah, you got to restart camera live. Oh, okay. What? Give it one second. Okay, you gotta turn the camera off, turn it back on. Oh, there we go. Oh, there okay. we go. You're still frozen on Instagram, though. I don't wanna lose the comments, but. Okay, you can read the comments, sweetheart. Or should I try? Oh, no, I need the. Man, I need the video. That's a crazy thing. Oh, there we go. Okay. I'm back. I'm back? Yeah, okay. On YouTube, Natalie says, like she was using you as a justification for her actions. Right. Right. <laughs> Ladies, right. <laughs> what do you want? Um, <laughs> Nico said bidet life. <laughs> you said the what? Bidet life. Bidet life. That's right. You're damn right. <laughs> uh, Drew says black material and white hands often is used as the reason for them saying we're a hate group. They exactly. They don't see our history through our lens. They see it as a 
a rally call to destroy the world they made. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very good. And he also said, justice when you're the oppressor always looks like an attack. One more time. Justice when you're when you're the oppressor always yeah, it looks, looks like, like an, an attack. attack. Of course, of course. And then of course. Owen says, no video is the WPFW version. Aha, it is WPF. Come on, WPFW. <laughs> Man, talk about a dream. <laughs> Man. And then Troy said, love y'all, man. Hey, Troy. Troy. Can you imagine on WPFW waking Bay with BMO at night? <laughs> My silly ass. That sounds like a good time. We could play music. You know what I mean? We don't got to be so dependent on video, which means we don't got to have this situation that's happening right now. Yeah. I just know today video going to be fucked up. I yeah. just got to turn the... Turn the settings back and just be satisfied. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm still a little laggy right now. You yeah. can quit um, audition. Okay. You can try that out. See what that happens. Now we're just producing real time. I'm gonna like the I'm gonna like the roach, and I have uh, I have a really good topic though. Man, I really want I really wanted to get to it. What did did we get back up? Oh, um, Universal Steph said AI bots and racism. Should we teach it? AI bots Ooh. and racism. Should we teach bots racism? Yeah. Steph, we're going to get to that. <laughs> and the answer, oh, wow. The answer is yes. The what? answer is 100. The answer is absolutely yes. Why? Because you get a picket in the yard and you don't know what the fuck going on. Uh -oh, uh -oh. That's why. That's why. Uh -oh. Yes. The answer is do we teach. Here's the thing, Steph. Oh, you done fucked me up now. Do we teach. <laughs> AI racism. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, uh, uh, I've already studied this. I got excited. I want to move shit around. You know the thing when you go to the movies and you put your hand under the water or you put your hand under yeah. the under the dryer and it don't show. Mm -hmm. That's an that's an algorithm, yeah. right? And that algorithm has been built. And algorithms build AI. Algorithms are the Legos that build AI. Mm -hmm. That algorithm has been built with a bias to not recognize black hands. Why? Because they're only using white hands to test. Meaning that the racism in AI, the racism in algorithm building is not fuck you, it's we don't see you. Right. So to answer your question, yes, you must teach algorithmic systems and artificial intelligence racism. You have to. Because it's real. That's all. We'll get to that on Thursday because I want to connect that with something else and then with something else. That's actually a very beautiful point. Thank you, Universal yeah. Steph. Charged up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm charged up. I just noticed you got your shirt on. I do. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Give me a noun. <laughs> <laughs> go get it. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Camille says they are already doing it. And then Troy says, LMAO, only Bima would have 30 apps open while streaming. <laughs> I got them up. I got them up. I got a lot of things going on, man. I would tell you to shut down Premiere, but I think I'm in the middle of an edit. So yeah. you can. And that's probably what's fucking us up. It is like. Word? I know Premiere is the big you one. You can shut down Word. I don't feel like Word not doing nothing, though. <laughs> Let's see. That's your night one. Mm -hmm. we, we had 20. We had 20 frames per second right now. I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. I have to, I have to work that out. I have to figure that out okay. um, in practice. It was like we're getting, oh, we had 23. Hey. Oh. I'm almost normal. Damn. <laughs> talking about it. Maybe that's not watch. All right. Um, damn, I do have a really good topic, but I think we don't have time. Do you have a burning question? Hey, don't flip it on me. Ah. Yeah, that's your part of the show. Uh, don't flip it on me. Uh-uh. Mm. It's, 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 it's called uh, the lady of the house's burning question of the roach for BMO. It's not called all that. Yeah, of course. It's that's the, the burning question. <laughs> your burning question. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. You want me to ask you a burning question? You don't have to. Okay. okay. You got one? No. You, you got to think of one. That's I the know. whole segment. I know. Okay. Burning question. For the road. 
What you got, sweetheart? What's the first thing we talked about? First thing we talked about. Bonnets in public. Okay. Oh, we didn't talk about bonnets in public. Okay. Mm -mm. Um. Yeah. <laughs> now you're just sitting. Yeah. We just sit here waiting. You got any comments that have any questions or? Mm -mm. Now, so it's just you. Yeah. Now we just waiting. All right, y'all. Yeah. Let's wait. No, don't do that. On the question. Okay. Um, question. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else that we do that's like considered respectability politics? Like. Yes. What. Hygiene. What? Niggas is not ready for that conversation, though. Say more. Um, uh, well, actually, I first noticed this when I was talking to C. C, who yeah. I think is a correctional officer. Mm -hmm. And C was like, in jail, black men over hygiene to try to compensate for the stereotypes that are placed against black people. So like black people are dirty. So she says usually like black men's cells are the cleanest. They shower three, four times a day. Like these are the most clean people. Yeah. I was watching, was it T Noir or Khadija Mboe mm -hmm. or I forgot one of the black feminists on YouTube. And she was also talking about how black girls are often trying to over hygiene themselves to get away from the stereotype that black girls smell bad or they're funky or they're dirty or whatever. So like there is a bit of your, I shower every day, I wash my legs, I, I don't do what white people do where they talk about being dirty, I shower three times in the summertime, I don't leave a house without deodorant, I am saying I use vaginal washes excessively. There is a conversation there about why are you doing that? Right. Whose standard of hygiene are you trying to trying to to live up to? Who is you trying to replicate? And if mm -hmm. I mean if and if we just being honest, that is the that is that's a tough one. You are talking about bonnets and public is hard, but like yeah. be dirty, nigga. See what how that feel. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge that system, and even like saying that now, like be dirty, ugh. like mm -hmm. but like. You know, Interesting. who said, who said that what you smell like smells bad? Who told you that? Mm. <clears throat> hmm. Okay. But I'm thinking like, you know, the line from just hygiene, you know, making sure you shower three times a day or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the clean aesthetic, like, right. <laughs> what's, what's the line between those? There ain't no line. <laughs> hmm, okay. I don't know. Order? I don't know. Hmm. hmm. But also, I haven't. I ain't been nowhere. You know what I mean? I haven't sat in a Ghanaian's house okay. to be like. Oh, this smells like this yeah. or like or they organize their space this way. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I have had a conversation with two people who have been here. Mm -hmm. One person here said it looked cluttered. Another person came here and said they love the fucking vibe. Interesting. The dude, the maintenance man that come in here and said he loved being in here. Yeah. He loved the smell, which is the weed. He loved the art. He loved the space. But like, there are some days I look around in here and it's like, man, there's a lot of shit going on in here. Yeah. But like, I don't know this. I have no standard outside of the standard that's been developed through Americana for what a home looks like. So how would I know? Mm -hmm. How am I 100% sure that this is unkept? Yeah. How do I know that? Mm -hmm. Just like, how do I know what unclean is? If the only thing, only part of clean that I've been is from Dove Commercial and what's been passed down through the genealogy of what black folks are supposed to be clean like. How the fuck do I know? But I do know, being sure about it, that ain't it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. That's how I find new blueprints, too. It's just kind of like, you know, how do you, how do you know the things that you know? Right. 
How did how how do you how how are you sure? How are you sure of your how are you sure of the things that you've been socialized to know to be true? Exactly. It's like mm, right. you haven't. You don't know. Right. And I ain't been nowhere. You've been places though. No, I've been places, but I ain't been nowhere. I, I haven't like like I said, I haven't sat in the Ghanaian's home. Yeah. I haven't sat in the Japanese man, Japanese man's home yeah. and been like, oh wow, this is a okay. I see the. I don't know. I know fucking IKEA, bro. Like, come on, <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. Stop playing with me. <laughs> Stop playing with me. We got any comments? <laughs> we got no comments. <laughs> Come on, man. All right, y'all. Uh, this has been a it's been a very interesting episode of Wake and Bake with BMO. I really hope. I know the visual looks crazy. I just I just know it looks crazy. Unless every day we're like fluctuating between 19 and 25 frames per second. I don't know. I've never really like paid attention for sure, for sure. But it's been green this whole time. I just know what I'm looking on the screen right now. I look real laggy. Does that happen on Instagram? I look real. Yeah, you laggy on Instagram. Okay, yeah. there's there's comments now. Okay, so Kendall said, "I know what smells I like. I was just in a Ghanaian's home. A what? Smells like food. Nice. <laughs> I got. I would imagine so. Fuck yeah. And then <laughs> Owen says, "There's recently been a few images depicting a history of hygiene being taught to Europeans by Africans, with Europeans." Europeans having a history of plague and disease. Yeah, right. The <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What they clean look like. <laughs> right. Because I'm pretty sure this ain't it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I would go back in time and talk to a more man and be like, hey, yeah, how you wash your ass? Let me see. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. How you wash your ass? How you wash your ass? Because I know you're not using toilet paper. No. I know that for a fact, more no. man. I know you're not. I know you're not using toilet paper. <laughs> Why not? More man. I know how you wash your ass, more man. It ain't toilet paper. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. <laughs> Good morning, Kendall. It's funny, but it's true. This is what I'm saying. If you ask the Moorish man how he wipes his ass, do you really think he would say toilet paper? Right. <laughs> we got any more comments? No, that's it. <laughs> that's it? All right, y'all. Thank y'all for watching another episode of Who Wake and Bake Will You Be? On Thursday, I do want to talk about why do we have to teach AI racism? Mm hmm it's a very interesting story I want to tell you about that that actually kind of uh, alludes to a tweet and a, a situation that one of my friends is going through right now. I definitely want to connect those situations. On Thursday, I also want to talk about a topic that we didn't get to talk about today that I'm really excited about. I want to talk about this theory I have called the Talented 90th, mm -hmm. which essentially, if I just put it quickly, the Talented 90th assumes that every black American has the skills to liberate themselves. They have just been separated from that skill set through the mindset that only skills happen through labor and education. That's just not true. So I wanna use uh, uh, a clip from Judge Joe Brown <laughs> to exemplify my talented 90th, and then of course we'll have our Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. Thank y'all for watching. Make sure y'all subscribe to the New Blueprints uh, newsletter, and we'll see y'all on Thursday. We're gonna leave you a little Michael Robinson. Uh, good morning. Good morning.